Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fair Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Frenio. Joined by me is my co-host, Christian Dyer, and my other co-host, Now Game Podcast himself, Dion Johnson. How we doing, fellas? We good, man. We good. You know, we're, we're bittersweet. Yes, for uh, sure. Now that I'm we still a little slept. bit depressed today. I'm not going to lie. Me too. I ain't gonna lie either. Like I was kind of like just in a down type of like just a blah day t- today for me. Like I even said on uh, the Breezy show today because they had a show as well um, that I just it was just a blah day. You could just tell on on their face too as well that they were just weren't in the mood. But I mean, we've had a day to sit on it. Uh, Trey Lance came out of surgery successful. Um, now it's on the road to recovery and they're saying that he should be ready to bounce back as soon as next season starts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, from this point on, what do the 49ers do? I feel like they're in a, I feel like they're in a pickle at this point, especially if the, Jimmy and, and the rest of the team <laughs> goes to the playoffs this year. Well, for me, honestly, I, it doesn't make a difference what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the the thing. Say they go to the playoffs. It's not like 10's going to win any, win any games in the playoffs. He never does. So that'll just be, you know, a couple W's on his record where he's along for the ride as usual um, as far as the playoffs are concerned. Um, he helped us win, you know, the other day. And thanks. But you know, I would have preferred it to be Trey Lance to give me the W instead of him. And next year, honestly, here here's the, the, the problem that lies within. If you look to re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to have to give him a serious bag. Other teams are going to be able to lowball him because it's not a big issue. You know, you're coming from another team. We know who you are. We know what you are. We're not going to pay you $50 million a year. But in that same vein, if the if the 49ers decide to be stupid enough to go ahead and re-pursue this guy, he's going to come and ask for real money. You know, he's going to want to jump into the $30 million tier, even though he's definitely not worth that kind of money. So it's hard and it sucks. But honestly, next year, it's a full go with Trey Lance. But with what happened this Sunday – I don't know if Kyle really wants Trey Lance. It's just me. Well, Alex brings up a good point. Do we trust Kyle to have Trey ready next year if he didn't develop him for this year? Three years without playing football. That was going to be my next question is, does this affect Trey's career in the long run? No football yeah, I mean, for three years now, basically. That's that's what I was worried about, that this could be like career ending because – Three years without football, you know, he's obviously – So, Perry? I'm also worried about trusting Kyle to even, um, you know, do what's best for the kid in the first place because he, he didn't show us like he was doing that last season. And then to start this season, it didn't seem that way either. And I have no faith anymore in this front office. I don't trust him. I don't want to trust him. I don't think they're going to do anything to show that I can trust him, and I'm over it. Um. I know we're going to stick with them for another five years, but it's like they make it agonizing to be a 49ers fan. Like when your head coach goes in a press conference and sits up there and sounds like a little fucking bitch 
all the time. And you see like his protege McDaniels come out and be like straight open and cool as fuck. Um, talk, talking about his dolphins and, and all the, like and stuff. And then Kyle just sounds like a little bitch every time he's in any press conference. And it's like fucking, he's the fucking Riddler. You don't know what anybody, he would, anything that's going on, everything he says is bullshit. I'm yeah, by all means, Sarah Dome, don't worry. Keep going in the Sarah chat. Dome, go ahead, man. We're hey, man, let, let it out. That That's what the chat's here for, baby. Yeah, yeah dude. This, this I'm is, fucking, I feel like this is a venting episode for sure. I'm tired <laughs> of the no transparency with this front office. It's fucking bullshit. I'm so fucking tired of it. I'm tired of not knowing anything. I'm tired of the fact that we the whole time felt like this team hasn't backed Lance. Ever since we drafted him, it's felt like the team's never backed him. The, the team has done nothing but undermine the kid since we got him, you know, with the stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo and everything. And, like, all the media is in fucking, like... What's up, throwback? I swear to God, every time, I hear the media talk, <laughs> every time I hear the media talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, I literally question their football IQ. It's like, oh, the, the 49ers are so much better with Jimmy Garoppolo. Are, are we the only ones that know that Jimmy – notice that Jimmy cannot throw the ball down the field. He can't throw the ball accurately on the outside of the hash marks. And he throws hospital balls every other ball. Like, I, I don't understand how this stuff is, like, missed by half of the fucking country watching foot, that watches football. You know like, what they do? You know what they do, Christian? They're casual fans. They saw yeah. that we won, and that's all that they saw. They don't watch our team. So I'll, I'll take I'll take this back to one time Croc had, and uh, I think it was like an XY receiver, ex-NFL DB, somebody that he knew who previously had played in the league, and he was on his show. And he's sitting up there doing the same thing, bigging Jimmy Garoppolo up. And, you know, Chris came on, and he was very smart, and he said straight up, Hey, do you even watch our games? He's like, no, I have a life. I have things I have to do. And it's like, okay, then you can't come in here commenting and talking about something you don't know about because you're basically just looking at it from an outside perspective. You're looking at the wins. You're looking at who was who was at the helm when the wins happened, but you're not looking at how the wins were there. So we can't really trust your opinion because you don't watch our games. And that's the thing. I can't trust somebody who has it. So for me, Period, point blank, this gives me RG3 vibes. I don't like it. And I'm sorry, it seems like Kyle sabotaged another quarterback. And that's just my opinion. I know some people don't believe that. Some people think that it, it's the case. Um, My bad, it's Melissa. I completely Deion. neglected to say that. Deion, go turn on the one. Eagles game. Go turn on the Eagles game right now and watch Hurts. And, it, and you sit there and watch Hurts right now, and it makes you feel exactly that Kyle sabotaged Lance because – Mm-hmm. I, I see all these people, even Eagle fan uh, shit on hers, and I'm watching them like, damn, this guy's fun to watch. He's an exciting player. He fucking can do a lot. I told people let before him, with Jalen Hurts, he was a good he dude. Awesome. He just he needed awesome. to have the right system around him, the right people, and now he looks a lot better. You have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? Yeah, you should yeah. look good. But I have a – I have a, um, I work with an Eagles fan, and, I, you know, I was, and he's like, oh, we'll take uh, – Kyle Shannon, he can have freaking Sirianni. I'm like, Lee Sirianni's a Sirianni's an actual fucking head coach. Like that's the thing I I I don't think people are understanding. From what I've seen from the years we've dealt with Kyle, he is a fantastic offensive coordinator and a fucking absolute terrible head coach. He can do all the offensive coordinator stuff. When it comes to the head coaching stuff, he's fucking atrocious. You that you cannot let that man have power because he will abuse it. 
He is so egotistical that it's going to be his way or the highway, regardless of it, if it helps his, his young quarterback or not, obviously. I mean, it's a perfect example because of his bullshit-ass response yesterday in the press conference. He doesn't give a fuck. It's about how I want it, and that's how you're going to do it. Literally, as you watch Sirianni let fucking Jalen Hurts do what he's good at, and they're fucking kicking the shit out of the Vikings right now. I mean, you look at his response to that question about um, Trey Lance's uh, run where he got hurt. It it just seemed like he just really didn't give a fuck. Yeah, like his his body language, his demeanor all said, kid got hurt. Who gives a shit? We already moved on. It's like, and, and, it's like and a, the, the problem with that is you're telling me you invested that much into a franchise QB and you couldn't show just a little more remorse in your press conference for losing the kid that you invested so much in. But the other thing that kills me is we were all watching. When Trey Lance was in, they ran the ball like nobody's business, barely passed. But the minute Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, we want to throw the ball all over the field. We want right. to do bubble screens and shit like that. Why couldn't all we do that same. with Trey Lance? You mean to tell me you don't think the man can throw a pass to Debo Samuel and let him get busy and let the block it, let the blockers do their job? Yes, he can. He had more than enough time in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? And it, he just he doesn't trust him to throw. Well, what I don't get is, like I had said though, I assumed Kyle was going to use Lance like the wishbone offense type of freaking quarterback and. Not that I agreed with it, but I had a feeling that's what he was going to do, which is what he was doing. But the whole point of well, that what we thought of getting Lance, we were excited for. It's like, well, we got a quarterback who can extend plays with his legs when the, when everything breaks down. So that's what we wanted. We wanted somebody who could make things happen and make big plays happen when there's nothing there. Instead of always taking a fucking sack or fucking a stupid turnover, we can make things happen, which he was already doing in the games he was actually in. He's extending plays and getting first downs with his legs when everything breaks down. But when everything breaks down and he's running, he's not taking these big hits. Obviously, when you run between the tackles, that's one bad thing. That's what I don't think these fucking idiots are like, oh, it's just a – no. None of these other fucking quarterbacks are running between the tackles. Everybody's like, oh, Hurts is running right now. Hurts is running to the outside. So there's a reason they call in between the tackles the fucking trenches because guess what happens in the trenches? Fucking warfare on your body. Ankles, knees, that they go fucking bye-bye real quick. That's why they call it the trenches. The fucking whole the whole point is the fucking war analogy in the first place. Because that's what it is. It's war down there. And you're gonna run your fucking quarterback in the fucking and, and put him in harm's did. way. You know what I mean? You run your quarterback, put him in harm's way, and look what happens. That's what I'm saying. It's like like I literally fucking a guy this morning, I don't know if you guys saw the tweets I was tweeting back and forth with this guy from this morning who was saying fucking Kaepernick used to run and i'm like fucking and and uh, trying to compare kaepernick i'm like for one kaepernick ran like a fucking horse and he never ran through the fucking middle ever. yes he was always on the outside exactly complete different like fucking lance don't run like no fucking horse like fucking kaepernick he's like and the design and the design runs that were, that, that colin kaepernick had his runs were safe because everybody knew what he was doing and call, you have to remember him. You have to remember another thing is this is a brand new offensive line, and this is their mm-hmm. first action together. They mm-hmm. have to gel throughout the season because our dipshit of a head coach decided not to put them all together at the same time at any point during the offseason. Exactly. If you look at the offseason, if you look at OTAs, you look at training camp, you look at the preseason, this O-line was never 
at full strength as it is now once. It was always makeshift. He was always plugging and playing guys. He basically gave Trent Williams the whole fucking offseason off. Like the man didn't have to tackle. Now, yes, he's the greatest left tackle in, in the game right now. But at the same time, shit, you still need to build continuity amongst the line. You don't exactly. think Trent would like to know what Aaron Banks does on certain plays and vice versa. And then Aaron Banks having to understand Jake Brindle. Jake Brindle having to understand Spencer Burford. Burford having to understand McGlinchey and vice versa with them. So that, that's part of the problem is that we have a head coach who did not do so. So well, like, for me, that, that's, that's, that's part of the problem. Other running running quarterbacks, when they're running, they're not taking big hits. Like going back to Kaepernick, he never took big hits. He'd always go get out of bounds or slide, whatever. Look how many big hits in the first fucking – in the first four starts Lance has played in with the two mm-hmm. this year and the two last year. Uh, constantly taking big big hits. Yeah. yeah. Running, yeah. The, running in the trenches. Yeah. Can we also talk about how Kyle brought – oh, have, have you seen the other teams that do the same thing? Oh my like, god! Especially like Buffalo, I'm like not bro. None of the other teams bro, do this. He does. He hasn't even. He brought up Josh Allen and the thing, bro. Josh Allen is completely different than what you actually use because oh, the thing ball, is, man. because the thing is, Buffalo uses him in the red zone, and he's they don't really have that many designed runs. They he's only running to scramble and you know try and extend plays. He's not. They don't really use him as what Trey Lance has been used as. Yeah, and, and that, that's the thing. You have to look at the the amount that he's actually running, and yep. that, that's that's the sad part, man. You don't even have guys that are able to account for what he does because it is, it's a different style when it comes down to it as far as, uh, as far as Josh Allen is concerned because they don't go to him like that. They want to use Josh Allen running when they need to, not at all times. And you ran Trey Lance into the ground, and you need to own that. See, the thing that – and I said this previously on uh, on the round check. The thing that, that I would have asked Kyle straight up is if Trey Lance was only injured for four to six weeks, when he was healthy, would this still be his team? Would you hand the reins back over to him? And if he tried to dance around that or he got snarky, I would tell him straight up, this is a legit question, and it doesn't require a long answer. It's a simple yes or no. Would this still be his team? And I'd be that asshole. And, and I can tell you right now what that would do is set off a media firestorm that tells you that he doesn't really want the kid because he wouldn't want to answer it truthfully and honestly and be straight up about it. He'd want to dance around the question, and when I don't allow it, they'd be like, oh, well, you got to kick this dude out. He's not allowed anymore because he pissed off Kyle. And oh. I don't care that I pissed off Kyle. I just want Kyle to answer the question truthfully and honestly. See, I'm almost I, I, the only thing I disagree with you there is Grant Collins stole out there and he pisses Kyle off all the time. So Yeah. He actually asks some good yeah. questions sometimes. But honestly, I'm starting to think that all this stuff where they're saying it really was supposed to be Mac Jones might actually be true because yeah. this might literally like you said, I don't think this might Kyle be RG, wanted Trey Lance. I don't this might be RG three all over again and it's the owner pick is what Lance was. Like it was a either freaking Lynch wanted Lance or the owner wanted Lance the same way the owner wanted RG3 and Kyle's acting like a spoiled little bitch about it instead of just embracing it and making it work because it's never felt like he's embraced him at all. The whole time we're like, oh, Kyle's got this quarterback that can do all these different things and extend plays. He's going to have this awesome offense called even with a 
young quarterback, he's still going to make it look awesome. Nope, he's done nothing. He's literally been lazy as fuck and not given two shits. Can I ask you guys a question on that since you both seem to think the same way? Yeah. Do you guys remember that Rob, Robert Griffin III alienated all those players and it wasn't just the coaches because he had to have the that private link to Diane Snyder. She went over the coach, the head coach, the position coaches, the GM. He went right to the owner. He had that private own locker room that pissed off all the veterans on the, the team back then. Like they couldn't be further apart in personality in the way they handle their business. It's honestly because it probably has something to do with that the Shanahan's didn't want RG3 to begin with. I would assume. No, 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 no. I'm not disagreeing with you there. And I'm not saying that there weren't, like, some issues, especially when I think they should have fought harder when he was disabled in the playoff game and they still allowed him to go out there and still get that big major injury after he was already injured because I think they didn't really give a damn at that point. But my point is I, I think it's a little harsh and, and uh, unfair to call – Trey RG3 because they're very different people. That's not, we're not calling them RG3. We're, it's, we're, we're, no, no, no. I, I know where you're coming we're from. We're comparing the saying. situations. We're just comparing the situations the same. Okay. RG3, RG3 was, we're just saying that might be a comparison in the situations. RG3 was not. Okay, wanted that's by the, that's the only reason why I asked. Yeah. Right. And, the, and the owners wanted him the same way with the, there might be, if this is the case that Kyle didn't want Lance, but the owners did. So Kyle's doing the same bullshit. Dion, you want to answer this question? Yeah, they think their responsibility is such. The issue is, is he ain't taking us to no damn Super Bowl. He gonna be along for the ride like he's been along for the ride the past several years. Nobody with his his playoff stats should be four and two. They should be zero and six. If you look yeah. at the guy's sheer numbers, he never has done anything to take us there so for me personally um do i believe that the 49ers could possibly pull some bullshit like that oh yeah very high probability look at what they did this offseason they basically gave him everything that you needed to be able to go ahead and win and on the job shadow note as far as them talking about what happened so the bills just won 41 to 7 they just beat the living ever living shit out of the titans so that tells you A.J. Brown is missed, and he's not worried because he in Philadelphia having a damn good time with Jalen Hurts. So what I'll say on the, 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 the situation is I just looked up the stats. You know Trey Lance has run 16 times this season? Yep. yep. And his season's already over. You know how many times Josh Allen has run? Ten. That should tell you That's something right the there. Buffalo is actually taking the, the running but game that, seriously that, with Brian Dable gone. But the thing is, also, ahead, Buffalo doesn't use anywhere close to what, like we've been using Trey Lance or put him up the middle. That, that's not how Buffalo uses Josh. Allen. Yeah, and and that that's the number one problem was the way like where he was having Lance run. Like you have him run certain things in different ways, and he'd be fine. But I, I honestly, I will say this: I feel like he sabotaged him on purpose. And he never wanted Trey Lance. And he's frustrated that the front office didn't allow him to go ahead and draft Mac Jones. But now we're right pretty much stuck. And look at that. As starters in their first two seasons in the NFL, Trey Lance already had 40. 
we all know Lamar Jackson. That's a part of the Ravens' run game. It's a part of their scheme. So we can't even really count Lamar. Jalen Hurts, he he did it out of necessity because his O line was shit. Kyler Murray, he he's so damn short he had to run because nine times out of ten he can't see over the fucking O line. Um, Josh Allen, he's used as a he was used as a runner his first two years because he was developing into the quarterback that you see currently. So Plus they had no running backs at all. Yeah. So here's the, the, the thing with Lance is this is another year missed. So this is less uh, time that you have to be able to develop. But, you know, though we lost our, our starting quarterback and we feel bad about that, there was some positives. The defense pissed the shutout. And if it wasn't for Ross Dwelly, we would have definitely actually beat them and not allowed them to score at all. Ross yeah. Dwelly didn't know how to block on a, on a fucking field goal. Let's right be honest. If Kyle didn't suck ass all game and yeah. fucking uh, play calling in the red zone, we would have scored a touchdown and it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah. So the other thing is it's weird how you don't allow Lance to go for it on like fourth and one, fourth and two, but you're on fourth and eight and you're well outside of the red zone, but you want to go for it with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then Jimmy gets up on the podium and says, it's like riding a bike like I never forgot. And openly stated, Kyle called some of the plays that we had last year. So did you really develop a new playbook? Or did you just sprinkle no, in because, one or two oh, new plays? I think that he, he personally was trying to save everything for McVeigh and everything else. Like he didn't take these first few opponents seriously. Like how many times do we have to hear that Diana's quote that he – it doesn't matter if this play doesn't work because it's going to set up this, this, this down the line. Like, this is who he is. He's such a, like, game freak, chess match, psycho control freak that, like, he doesn't care about the, the short term for the long term. And when the short term endangers his long term, he, like, completely shuts down. This is who he's been. Yeah, and, and I like this this comment by Tarverius. Um, he says that uh, maybe Kyle ran Trey a lot because he knew he had Jimmy as a backup. I don't think he would have called a lot of running plays if it was just Purdy behind Lance. Most yep. likely that's true. But the thing yep. is, is you can't keep hindering the development of your quarterback because you're afraid he's going to make mistakes. You have to let him make those mistakes so you can learn from him and keep going. And wasn't it the fact that Trey Lance, Trey Lance's first year, he was lauded for not making the same mistake twice? So if that's the case, then how the fuck is it that you can't go ahead uh, and say, so, what's up, John V.? Um, so, uh, Brandon, if you got a video queued up, baby, let's, let's see what we got. All right. I'm going to play this. This is what RG3 said on Monday Night Countdown. As they were talking about Trey Lance. Oh, great. We got dumbass Booger McFarlane. Trey Lance still has to go through to get to where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is there. Yes. And he's where, though? Yeah, but he's Again, not. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo got fired from this job. Exactly. Kyle Shanahan had all the time in the world to be with Jimmy Garoppolo. He said, you know what? I'm firing you. He he got fired from the job because uh, they spent so much draft capital drafting a guy number three. He didn't get fired from the job because the guy behind him was a better quarterback. They they got all those draft picks and and went to go get Trey Lance because they were trying to make that transition like an Alex Smith to a Patrick Mahomes. The reason that they wanted Trey Lance to be in this position was because they have a great defense. They know they're going to have a really good running game and they have weapons on the perimeter. Him learning on the job was going to be easier for him this year in their championship window. Jimmy Garoppolo just went out there and looked like Jimmy Garoppolo. They know they're going to have to win it for him. They believed in the upside. Oh, I fucking love RG3. Yes. yes. And God, I love RG3. 
that Trey Lance will get to that point where he is an effective quarterback. But it might not have been this year for a roster that last year went to the NFC Championship game. So now you put Jimmy Garoppolo back in, and I don't know that they'll get to the same spot. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But their chances of getting there this season are better. The upside growth in Trey Lance suffers a setback. And so to your point, they're going to have to wait longer for him to turn into the quarterback they hope he can be one day. I beg that Kyle and Jimmy have a conversation that I don't know this has been had yet, where Jimmy goes in and says, Kyle, clearly you you fired me. I wasn't doing something you wanted me to do. What can I do? to become a better football player? What have I not done that has kept me from getting you, winning you over? Because the fans and else can win. But then where is the, the – Kyle somehow, if they've done that many iterations and Ky, Jimmy can't be that guy, is that what Kyle's decided? He can't be that guy, and so we're going to get rid of him because he can't be? Or is there something that Jimmy can do? Can he be the first one in and the last one out? Can he – is there some stu- – is there sunny stu- study habits? Is there something else that can step function Jimmy's ability – to win over Kyle Shanahan. You know what hurts the most? That 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 man right there was the last time we had a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. It really oh, does. And, 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 and watching that interview, what kills me is, you know, and this is why I said we got dumbass booger McFarlane, because he said he didn't get fired because the guy behind him was better. Actually, he did. That's why he was drafted. That's what, that's what we drafted a dude that was better than what we had because we were trying to get rid of the shit that we had at quarterback. And I understand Steve Young's sentiments as far as him, probably him and him and uh, Jimmy having a conversation, Jimmy and Kyle, that is talking about, you know, what he can do to get better, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. When we were watching the game yesterday, mm-hmm. Christian started to give Jimmy a little bit of credit because his arm looked better. And right after halftime, Christian almost all but had to eat his words, unfortunately, because oh, Tim showed up to be the same worst fuck that he is. And exactly. Ten got bailed out because Seahawks had penalties. Exactly. And that's, and that's the reason. And the beauty of it is it, here, here's, the, here's the positive thing. We got the W. We beat the Seahawks. Here's another positive thing. There's a young man by the name of Talanoa fucking who who is a goddamn superstar. Yeah. Throw them tees up. He knows. He knows. Damn tongue and people, baby. I'm telling you right now, Talanoa who is a fucking superstar, and y'all better start recognizing how great he is. When Jimmy Ward comes back, teams out there to replace, it's only gonna get worse. You know why? Now you have a hitter in the backfield. That's going to be able to cover the stuff over the top. Now you've got a guy that's going to cover those tight ends and think they're going to get busy and boogie and do something. And you got Telenor who fung and they're making plays. Over these first two games, we have three interceptions. That is beautiful. We got Deshaun Gibson. We got Telenor who funga, And we got Mooney. And it doesn't matter who they intercepted or how they did it. It's the fact that we got three. Mosley and Brett, maybe. And, and Womack. And 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 that's in Lenore. Brett's sitting there on IR at the moment. So once he comes back, now you got to figure out how to shuffle him into the lineup in some way, shape, or form. Because you're sure. gonna have too good of dudes to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Sam Womack honestly earned that that slot. But 
The defense looked great. Nick Bosa looked fantastic. Drake Jackson overshot the quarterback, came back, helped Bosa finish that off. So there are a variety of things that happened on defense. That Menahu looks good, great. too. Yeah, and the sure. pressure that was being brought by our defense is fantastic. And the beauty of next week is we got rest. But you know what? We got rest with a new O-line that he ain't very familiar with. There's no Jerry Judy. There's no Patrick Chertain the second. So there's a variety of things that are going in our favor. And oh, and the best thing is we're on primetime, too, for this game. Exactly. So we can just watch this going on TV. But here's the, the, the beauty of it of our defense is – and Kyle, I don't know how he said this. He said he gave him shit for not shutting him out. But you can't say that because they did shut him out because Ross Dwelly, dumbass, let you know special teams wind up scoring a field goal. That has nothing to do with – I told you, I hate oh. that fucking tight end with a passion. I do too. I've never liked. Here's where I'm at with this. Here's here's where I'm at with this team though. This defense might be better than 2019's defense. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so oh, the, yeah. the ability the ability to to carry Jimmy is there at one for one thing, but the running game is not what it was in 2019. It's not going to be unless we make some changes. Like if they really think, if Kyle's dumbass really thinks that this is a Super Bowl roster, they will make a fucking trade. Yeah, either and I honestly I would either trade for Tony Pollard or Kareem Hunt. I don't care what it is you got to do to get him. You bring him uh, in. I would I would fo- I would trade for the other guy, uh, Dear Johnson. I'm not even. I gonna love, love, fucking I love no, Dear Johnson. Hunt, Kareem, oh, let, let me tell you this. Kareem you do not want Kareem Hunt because a he's gonna want a big payday. B, you don't no, want that fucking toxic ass freaking abusive son of a bitch yeah, in this no, locker room. You don't oh, want guys down, like that. Down, no down, way. Hold on. Hold on. For one, let, let he it, wants yeah. a payday next year. He's, yes. If he comes in now, it's to win now. Not to mention, it's, not to mention, if he does come in, it's the first time we'll ever have an actual playmaker running back in the backfield in Kyle's in Kyle's and, and to be honest, To be honest with you, Kareem Hunt is the perfect fit for the system. Look what he did with Andy Reid over there in Kansas City. It's the mm-hmm. same shit. It's a little bit different, but it's the same exact shit he was running. It's just the, the calls are a little bit different, and the plays might look a, a slightly off. But Kareem Hunt would be the best addition at running back rather than anybody else. It's nice that they wouldn't pick up Marlon Mack, but, you know, I, honestly, I, I feel for Jordan Mason because I feel like they're going to bury him on that depth chart and keep him on special teams and not allow him to show up and show out when he probably can, because they're probably going to promote Mac because now they want to have three running backs that are active. Kyle likes to do that. And then you'll see the veterans get the bulk of the carries versus George Mason. But also, as I previously stated, it's, it's Anthony Lynn's job to rotate those running backs in and out. So you could possibly just say, Hey, Jordan, get up in there, man. And if Kyle's mad about it, it's too late. Our play got to be called. We can't keep rotating guys in and out. So I, I think it's going to be fantastic. And, yes, Kyle's favorite QB is having a shitty game because all he does is pad his fucking stats. I've told people that for years about worthless-ass Kirk Cousins, and everybody's like, oh, well, he's really a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins pads his stats so he can get paid. He will never take any team to a Super Bowl, and he'll never win one. And if you, do, if you don't believe me, continue to watch the rest of his career, and I'll bet you money that he will never win the Super Bowl, ever. And, Melissa, to, to what you were saying about Kareem Hunt, I know he's just, we all know he's not you know, the best person, mm-hmm. but we're just talking about skill-wise at this point. Yep. If and this is – If you bring him in and we win a Super Bowl, if you bring him in and he win a Super Bowl, 
I'll take it because I've known only pain and agony as a Niners fan my whole life. So, um, um, I'm just, um, um, but I get where you're where you're coming from. But we're at this point we're just talking about best fit, and we need a playmaker in the backfield if we're gonna if we're gonna do anything with Jimmy because it's no matter what we have to be able we this this team has to carry Jimmy in order to get anywhere. This I'm year. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just. I have major issues with the Browns I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm all the abusive me. son of bitches that they have on their their, their squad. Oh, their right fan now. bases. I'm sorry, no, the Browns I, fan, fan base is hot garbage, I'm just, bro. I'm just letting hot you garbage. Know you, so you don't yeah. feel like we yeah, no, 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 no. I, I did not think that you you were condoning it. I was just saying, for me yeah. personally, we we've gotten through the, the nightmare that was Alden Smith and his off off the field struggles. We went through the Rupert Fosters and just. We've been burnt by these kind of players that have all that off the field stuff. So it's not just that he did mm-hmm. what he did. It's just I, I don't. It, it's been toxic enough with all of the, the the tent stuff for like three years straight. You know, like do we really need to bring more toxic, more things, more players being asked constantly with their their on offense or defense about Cream Hunt and how do they feel about that kind of a person in the locker room and just more. Uh, division, more toxicity, and more like just mm-hmm. negativity that that can drag this team down. Like it's going to be hard enough to carry the quarterback. Now we, I, I just, I'm a little iffy on bringing that kind of more energy. Like I know the upside, and I respect that you want someone like that, but it's just me yep. personally, I wouldn't want that. Yep, so yep, yep, yep. I, I respect yep. where you guys are coming from, but that's just how I feel. We just, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know who it was that just said it, but they said, "How about Josh Jacobs?" I'd be fine with Josh Jacobs too. I mean, I just, think they're, uh, I think they're doing. Yeah, but I don't think that they're they're not looking to move no. him. I, yeah. I think it would. It, it. But I do think Tony Pollard could Tony Pollard could work too. I'm telling you right now, man. Out of all of those running backs, name I think Kareem Hunt is the best one. And plus, Kareem has that home run speed, baby. He really does. That's That's one thing that he does have. That's one thing that we cannot deny. Kareem Hunt can hit a home run. If he gets in the open field, kiss him goodbye. This run game is going to have to be darn, like, damn good to carry Jimmy Um, in. You'll see. Like, Jimmy will be exposed, and our whole point of our offensive line issues is going to happen against Denver because they have a good defensive line and they get a lot of pressure. And Jimmy's terrible against pressure. He doesn't extend the play. Mm-hmm. He can't get out of the pocket and make anything happen. Dan, this is going to make you happy. Cousins just got buried for a sack on third down for a big loss. I keep telling people he ain't shit, but everybody's like, New Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Hey, he would be better than Jimmy. It's not going to make a difference. I'm telling okay. you right now, so, he ain't doing that. Eagles nothing. are the best team in the NFC. Like, so, they're the be- that's the best hey, team in the NFC, the Eagles. Real quick. Really? Um, Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Real quick, so we uh, Niners came out with the injury report today. Mm-hmm. So we, we lost, lost Tyler Croft. MCL sprain will be out mm-hmm. for a few weeks, and we lost TDP high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain will be <sighs> out for a couple weeks. So our running team. our running back room is getting thinner by the fucking minute. So yeah, but the thing is, is we already have three backs: Jefferson, Jordan Mason. And we're going to have – they'll most likely promote Marlon Mack to the – from the I hope Mack to the active can roster. do something. 
because I don't know if Mason and, and Wilson are going to get it done with Jimmy. I'm going to tell you right now, man. I think Mason can get it done. They just need to give the kid the opportunity. Hey, I, think Mason, you. I think Mason is another sleeper that that that's being held in the chamber, and when they fire him off, he's going to come out like a rocket, and it's going to be really really hard. Um, you guys? Uh, Alex Faulkner said Hunt Hunt can carry us eight weeks until Mitchell comes back. Uh, then Mitchell and Hunter is a one-two. That's not a bad idea. That's true. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had to switch off between Kareem Hunt and Elijah Mitchell to be able to go one-two, that means I've got two guys who are dynamic, two guys who could have, uh, you know, be home run hitters. This definitely would, would work. And, yeah, Terry Dome, that's correct. He's never been good in prime time. I don't oh, know what, what Cousins' thing is. He always winds up, you know, <laughs> kind of kicking himself in the ass when it comes to prime time. All, all I can say is, like, we're going to have to have a hella good run game to be able to carry Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody that's, says this team is That's this why team we all want to see Jordan Mason finally get to play. Like, I mean, I why the hell are you holding these guys play. back? Let them, let them all play so we can see who can actually do it. But the thing is, everybody says, oh, yeah, the Niners are better with Jimmy now. But they don't tell us why we're better with Jimmy because if you yeah they didn't say that we I'll, are because because he's because, because he it's has only a winning because record. of the wins it's just it's only win. because of the record that's literally they it they can't they can't name anything else yeah right. I don't understand because it's like um you want to be able to throw it deep Jimmy can't do that you want to be able to throw it outside the hash marks Jimmy can't do that like okay. uh, Jimmy's so limited as a quarterback and they're like oh yeah well they and. And you might as well shut down enough, Danny Gray just, because yeah, man, I was gonna say, bro, you might as well just put Danny Gray on IR because he ain't gonna do shit now he, that he's Trent just, Jimmy's just good enough to be carried by a team. He's good enough of a game manager to be carried by a team, but oh, awesome. can I yeah, ask you a question? Uh, with Tyler Croft injured now, do you think that Charlie Warner is actually used more? Let's he's hope. not just a good like. Blocker. He's an actual catcher. I think. Yeah, Charlie Warner is a great blocker, man, and he is a great pass catcher. I don't know why. And yeah, we all we all know Danny Gray about to be irrelevant, and we definitely understand that. So, for a positive note, I screamed Hufunga's name from the heavens because I knew that was a good thing. Please do it again because I got really really (laughs) angry seeing Adam Schefter. Like I I really wanted to punch my screen when you brought up Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Uh, yes. Who who was who was your guy? Who was my guy? Who, who was that dude who's who you you felt great about? Um, I'm gonna have to say my boy Nick Bosa. He 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 outperformed yesterday, and I was really happy. Yo, yes. did you see Juwan Jennings get in there and manhandle yeah, that he, guy? Hey, they had to pull him out of the game because he Jennings was about to go the fuck off, which was I smart. I love Juwan Jennings. Which was smart because I love Juwan. Um, told Jimmy to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, media, who who was your guy that that in the game yesterday just put a smile on your face, man? I mean, I've just been impressed by Hufanga, just like you, man. Like big <laughs> puff. How much I hate USC, but he's on the Niners now. It don't matter. Like you, you, you just sold Dion and you for a life by saying that. Well, no, he. I understand me. He hates the same way I hate SC. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, Hufanga for sure. You're dominating this year, though. What about uh? What about you, Christian? Who, who was the guy who? Who was the guy who? who put a, okay. The other, the other Trojan, Drake Jackson. 
when he was in there, when he was in there, you see. Ela does so step up fast. in Seahawks games. That's guys, for sure. Did you see how fucking fast he comes off that line? Yeah. That one where he ran by. He overshot. Yeah, he overshot the, the quarterback, and then Nick Bosa came in, and then he came back to help clean it up. Like, like he, it's he caused that in the beginning. so fast. But he caused that in the beginning for Bosa to have a chance to get there in the first place. Yep. He got in there so fucking fast. Dude, this guy figured, right. starts to figure, is it, figure it out and put shit together. He's going to be a fucking monster. I'm really right. excited to see him progress. All right, media, this one's for you. What's your favorite player of the I'm gonna game? Get, I'm going to continue what I said about Hufanga. Like, I know he didn't get the get it, but he tipped it to help out to Sean Gibson. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's – I think, honestly, that when Jimmy Ward comes back, I'm just going to pray for – the opposing team's offenses. Oh, really it's over have. for the rest of the league. Because I'm telling you, Huff is balling. So, like, this is the re- – like, th- these are the reasons you move on from – from uh, from uh, Jaquaski Tart. That's the reason you moved on because you yeah. knew this kid had it. And he show, he's showing you consistently that he has it. And I love the way they're using him. They utilize him the way that I wanted them to use him last year. It's just it, – it, it's a beautiful thing to watch, and our defense is just going to be continually stellar week in and week out. Um, the the guy on offense uh, that that kind of made things happen, unfortunately, uh, was Ross Dwelly because he came in with that touchdown after Jimmy threw him, but he was wide open. Um, That's a and That's a you know, Jimmy touchdown. Yeah, he, he basically he threw that, and then Ross did the finish, and that. That's where, for anybody out there watching, that's where we as 49er fans get frustrated with Jimmy getting so much credit because he it's not like he's throwing touchdowns. He's just throwing the ball. He's getting he's it. He's benefiting from and what other players benefiting do. from the other players doing their thing is, yeah. Exactly. Do a lot of quarterbacks benefit as such? Yes. But the difference between them and, and 10 is the fact that we can – they other people can rely on these guys – to throw a touchdown pass if needed. We can't rely on 10 to do that because, because if that was the case, we would have been in the Super Bowl last year. But what happened the last time we saw him outside of yesterday, oh, it was him falling, being sacked, throwing a fu- throwing a fucking interception. So it, it definitely happens. But, hey, man, I'm telling you that I, I, the positives from this game was the defense, how they man. played, how they shut out that offense and how we expose the Seahawks for what they really are. I can't tell you how hard it is, though, to watch some of the young quarterbacks play and develop and just think about how we got to sit through more mediocre quarterback play. Yeah. Can, can so. I uh, bring up two quick things real quick? Dion, with all the, the attention that Huff is getting, do you kind of see him in that, um, what people used to think that Jamal Adams was, that hybrid safety where he can – do coverage and, and go after like the big plays. Jamal can't cover. No, but I'm just saying what people had you know, described saying, him as. Yeah, what, what they what 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 they, they sold him as. Him what what people oh, thought yeah, that yeah. he was that hybrid okay. kind of yeah. uh, no, a player. I, like I, I, I don't think that he ever was that. I think he just benefited from being on a really bad Jets team that got overrated. But I'm just saying, like the way that they're kind of using him, kind of reminds me of all those. Times where I had a list of freaking uh, Craig Carton and all those jackasses on WFAN, and 
how they oh, used yeah. to describe him. So that's why I was saying as he is a, a defensive guy and he talks about the defense a lot and he's knowledgeable. That's why I wanted to ask him that. No, he, he I, I do believe that he is going to be that guy. Uh, just really quick to your point throwback. Yes. Jimmy almost did what Jimmy normally does. There was a pick that was going to come, and we were all waiting on it. And when Quandre Diggs dropped it, I was like, Diggs bailed you out because you were about to show your ass. What did you do? You did a bunch of Jimmy shit in that second <laughs> half. And you know what? You know what's weird? The run game disappeared. When Jimmy came in, they yep. stacked the box. It was easy to beat. They didn't have anything else. You know what I'm saying? So for me, um, yes. I do believe what's going on, Rick Diaz. I do believe that it is a situation where, um, could be that kind of player. where you know you could say that Hufunga would be that dude because he can cover, and I do believe that Hufunga is better uh, at coverage than um, Jamal than, Adams. Uh, Jamal can Adams, do it. Yeah. Jamal Adams by far. Jamal Adams can hit. But he's not a cover guy. It's just not a. And he he just doesn't have the instinct for the ball either. But I don't I don't see I don't see it that way as like a line, a hybrid linebacker. His Funga has a very high uh, football IQ. Football IQ. Yeah. He's more of a hybrid type Palomalu Ed Reed hybrid type of safety. I, I don't I don't, I don't plays, like the baby Palomalu thing. I think that's well, just, no, well no he he didn't say baby. He just but, said that. His traits are no, no, no. So I, I, I get that. I just, I just, that always freaked me out. That, uh, like with Michael Parsons, they keep trying to make him the next Lawrence Taylor. I don't like that okay. taking That's a young stud and comparing them to like all time great people. Well, you have to compare, you have to make comparisons in the style that they play. The way okay. Hufanga plays is not like a hybrid linebacker, he plays like Ed Reed and Palomalu, who were two very similar style safety running all over the field. Making making reads and getting them interceptions because of their IQs, okay. and making plays because of their IQs, and also knocking the shit out of people when they are putting a hit on them. That's the way he plays. He plays yeah. that style of safety that Ed Reed and Palomalu played. And yeah, because Ed Reed had the Ed Reed was probably they, those two were very very similar. Yeah, and you can't say one was better than the other because they both had the same skill set. I think yeah. the only difference. The only thing that one had over the other was Ed, Ed Reed had was more faster than Troy. Ed had he more had more speed, speed as far as, like, top-end speed. Yeah. Um, hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, man. <laughs> that, hey, that's a dope bag to get into, though. Yes, it is. That's not a lie. Nick Ramos, you need to go over there. And be, <laughs> hey, please, what? Tell him, get, us, get some of that head and shoulders money. Hey, Yo, who wants a Paul and Hufunga commercial? Let me tell you this. But they might because Hufunga's already been working out with. Hey, let me tell you this. USC. Head and Shoulders is owned by one of the biggest worldwide conglomerates there is, Procter & Gamble. I just want to be Procter or Gamble <laughs> just for one fucking year to get their income. I'd be set for life. Procter & Gamble makes every fucking thing. They make your head and shoulders, your toothpaste. You talk, they make all kinds of <laughs> shit. And I'm telling you, that, that company makes a hell of a lot of money. you got to go get that kind of a bag. If that door is open, you better bust through that motherfucker like you bust through the line, Huff. Go get your bread, man. That extra money on the side is money that you can take and stash and put away or turn it into investments and be able to make sure that you create generational wealth for yourself and your people and your family. That's exactly how you do it. There's no issues with that being the case. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, he did almost throw an interception to Quandre Diggs. Uh, Terradome pointed out that he almost threw 
another one uh, to a different DB. And this is these are the things that we normally we all know and understand this bullshit. We have to deal with it, but it's just, this ain't nothing new. This is same guy. We can, we can pretty much all admit that we could probably this can probably be a playoff yeah. team this year, but this technically is still a lost season. Um, because we're not winning the first no. Super Bowl with this team. Sorry, and, and not the with quarterback. I don't know. And the second thing I wanted to, to bring up since uh, Fernando asked like a while ago was everybody's favorite play. And to to even though I want to say Hufanga, what I think I was most impressed with, and it wasn't just one single play, but I was impressed by Aaron Banks and that he's kind of showing up now. He's starting to progress. Uh, my yeah. favorite, my if you're if they were asking for our favorite play, I'm gonna tell you yeah. right now, my fav my favorite play was both picks. The interception. <laughs> you Dion was about to say that. That's all I'm gonna talk about is interceptions because I love DBs and two interceptions yesterday made me very happy. Now what we did with the interceptions, unfortunately, you know, it wasn't much. Falls back wasn't much, but either way, the turnovers were created, and that tells me, you know, what I'm saying what we can do. And and Tarvarius, I love your sarcasm there, buddy. Um, you, you're you're a good guy. We we whenever we laugh, <laughs> we usually look for Joey for laughs, but I mean, you you definitely got me chuckling inside with that one. Um, yeah. you know, and I'm telling you, it, it it's gonna be the rest of the season. You're going to see the defense progress and play like nobody else has. And then after that, that's when you're going to see Talanoa, you know, ball out and do his thing. But that was my favorite plays. It was the DBs. Uh, Media, what were your favorite plays real quick? I, I said the Hufanga interception that he got, mm. the like he helped tip it. To oh, the tip drill to, to Sean. Yep. Brandon? My favorite plays, um, I'm going to have to say uh, beginning of the game when we're just driving down the field, uh, on our first drive, like it was nothing. Like we were just playing freaking a high school team, honestly. Yeah, we yeah we did. We walked <laughs> in that field real easily. I yeah, agree. we did. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa, what was your favorite play? Uh, I like seeing Drake and Lakana come back after screwing up against the Bears and bring that mm. Seahawk killer mentality of his back. And I'm I'm really hoping that he he translates it to the Bronco game because. That that's kind of what made him one of my favorite rookies ever was when he not only picked off Russell Wilson and, and Jacob Hollister week ten when we lost in overtime, but he also had that huge goal line stand. And I think that Greenlaw, the only thing that can hold Greenlaw back is actually Greenlaw because he gets too antsy and he sometimes gets too excited to get that big hit and he gets out of the gap and he kind of gives up what he's supposed to do sometimes. And I think it's a fatal flaw sometimes, but I also think it can really save stuff when guys get free past the defensive line. So Christian, what you got? Oh, I don't know if I have one. Cause I mean, most of the game after Lance got hurt, I was kind of on autopilot. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all are. We all were, man. I mean, what did you got? I, what do you guys think about I extending? I would Green say up. the sack. I would say the sack that the the uh, double sack with uh, Drake Jackson that, and Nick Bosa. Dude, oh, man, I love watching him fly in there with like he was so dude, fast, was so fucking fast, dude. God oh, damn, he was quick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what, why I said Dwight Freeney. My favorite. Yeah, hey, there you go, Nick. There you go, buddy. 
That's true. I love it. Fair play, Seattle got all the pen. Oh, I was gonna ask, what do you guys? Yeah, I was saying, how do you guys feel? you know extending him for hey it's years. look man it's two years it's 19 million dollars it's not a lot I, I i'm okay with giving him the bread it's well worth we he's worth he's worth every penny as long as he stays healthy you know when he's healthy he produces he gives you good things so i can't be bad at it not me and he talk- mega shows out against divisional opponents not just yeah. the seahawks oh, yeah. but the rams yeah we talked mm-hmm. about this last night on the hype show yeah. um that we think they're probably going to sign um as he's El Shayer. El Shayer next. Yeah. Yeah, they'll try to figure it out. I'm just glad that they're they've been actually like extending some guys in the season, like not waiting all the way. Cause I mean they extended Mitch Wishnowski mm-hmm. now. Green but they Boston. they they kind of oh. have to. Don't we have like 30 some ass players that are all oh, yeah, we, we're, next year we're gonna have a lot of a lot of guys that are free Amazing. agents because we have a lot of one year deals. Um, as as far as that goes, um, then we added what two more when we signed uh Jordan Willis and, and um Marlon Mack, too. And uh, what was the other one? Tyler Croft back, yeah. So, hey, Shylock Shy- 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 Swindle Folk, man, that's that's a, that's a cold ass name. Is that the <laughs> real name? That's 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 cold as fuck, yeah. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to say, I know Pretty's a rookie, but. I don't know. I would. I would have. I would have been fine just going with Purdy. Jimmy Ward needs to if, be the next guy that gets. If you watch if you watch Purdy's, Purdy was throwing tape. to the hashes. But if you I watch, mean, yeah, if you watch, well, if you yeah. watch his college tape, he, you know, he at Iowa State they ha- ran the ball heavily, and then he would play, throw the ball, play action. He would run RPO. So yeah, you can't. It's really quick. He's a lot more better. Take- he's a way better athlete than Jimmy. He might have the same arm strength, but he's at least willing to try. And yeah. He, I guarantee, if we ran the ball and there was play action and there was somebody open, I, I'm pretty sure Purdy would be um, more. He throw a pretty Purdy ball, so he's a lot more <laughs> Pretty Purdy. I mean, ball. I know I'm, I know I'm just talking shit because I'm tired of Jimmy, but I mean, I, no, I'm, but but you, you even in the Texans game where he looked absolute trash, especially on that last drive where he was trying to play hero ball, mm-hmm. I I respected the fight that he had. He he didn't want to give up. He just he kept trying. And trying, and he scrambled, and he, he he tried to make something out of nothing. And I, I'm sorry, but Garoppolo hasn't had that since the fucking Jets game where he was injured, and he was trying to make some like last ditch effort to try to show off that even mm-hmm. injured he could carry that that one half. And then you've never seen that kind of fire in him ever since then. Like people swear that they saw it last year when Trey Lance was picked. I didn't see it. I just saw a guy that was like comfortable. Like there's no way that these guys are gonna. Yeah. Put this kid in, and I'm just gonna sit here. And it was whether it was because Trey got the thumb injury or whatever it was, or but I I didn't see Jimmy have a spark last year. I don't I think mean, Jimmy's been the same. I mean, from since the ACL, like. But people think we're gonna get the 2019 Jimmy. Like that's what I think. That's what people are thinking. The 2019 like, Jimmy wasn't even that good. Okay, but so but he he did he he made a lot less. Uh, I guess you can see he made a lot less errors than he has the past two years mm-hmm. compared to 2019. He kind of did what he was supposed to when he was supposed to, so we won a lot of games because he like didn't fuck it up for us more than anything. And I almost feel like when they when all these people are saying, well, we're better with Jimmy and we have a good chance now we're a Super Bowl team, they're, they're just going off thinking, oh, well, we're, all of a sudden we're going to get 2019 mm-hmm. Jimmy again, and that Jimmy's long fucking gone. Because in 2019, Jimmy, when Kyle, when Kittle's wide open over the the top of the fucking um, 
the top of the fucking defense, over the defense, wide open, fucking walk-in touchdown, 40-yard, walk-in 40-yard touchdown, like the one in Green Bay that he missed him. In 2019, mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy hits Kittle in stride for a touchdown. Yeah. But for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> since then... Fuck is Matavi with this bullshit, bro? <laughs> I saw this side. What the fuck, bro? Ain't nobody worried about fucking Ace of Base. Are you goddamn serious? Uh, I'm dating myself because I know the song, but what the shit? We're, we're never going to see that 2019 Jimmy again. And like, where Jimmy actually like was good off the play action. But the Wait, are you talking is- about the week 12 game where they had that, that special trick play where. Yeah, Kittle ran all the way to like the left and then hooked back to the right and then ran it all the way down for the touchdown. No, I was just saying, I'm just saying, like, Jimmy was making throws that he was in 2019 that he's been missing the past two years. Well, that's because he didn't have any competition then. But this is well, the thing is, too, is I from what I've seen the past two years, Kyle hasn't called the offense as well as he did in 2019 either. Nobody realizes that. True, facts. Most of Kyle's offense. After 2019 has been fucking lazy as hell. Well, I, I mentioned that on that the 20, check. Like it pisses me off that they 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 dropped the running back rotation, and now they're just running guys. I know until I they're like broken, and then they go on to the next guy. The only way we have a chance is if Kyle goes finds a way to get back get that fucking 2019 Adia. play calling. See you, uh, I'll see y'all later, so, man. Have a good later. night. Great show. Continue to keep it rolling. I'll be in the comments. I would like. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. I would like to see freaking that 2019 Kyle Shanahan play calling at least come back. Because it almost feels like is what with Jimmy's limitations. If Kyle's not calling those kind of plays, he's hindering Jimmy too. Like yeah. I want to see all the motions and all the stuff before the play that we did in 2019 that that opened up a lot of shit. I don't. I don't feel. I keep watch. I keep watching every time, and I'm like waiting to see it. And I feel like I always get let down, hoping Kyle's gonna do bring back a trickery and all his motions and stuff. And I feel like we. It's a. It's got dumbed down so much in oh, the past two years. So that's why I'm like, fucking think we have a chance. Well, Kyle better fucking step it the fuck up and fucking look like 2019 Kyle and Jimmy better try to look like 2019 Jimmy. Bro, I got so mad when everybody like. Everybody was crying because, like, we haven't seen the 2019, like, Niners because that was, like, the case in, what, I think 2021 because everybody's like, oh, we need the, you know, revenge tour. We're going to get the, we're gonna have the 2019. I don't know who said that, but I saw someone actually mention the vengeance of the revenge tour or some oh, nonsense yes. like that on Twitter. <laughs> And honestly, I almost feel like Niner fans like Jimmy, or so the ones that like Jimmy so much, are so used to mediocrity for so long that even a little bit of non-mediocrity, they fucking jump on it and think it's the greatest thing since. I don't think bread. these fans, some of these fans, have patience. Thank you. That's exactly what it Not is. Not too. Nope. They but don't. it's like I, I, they, they're seeing the same thing we're seeing, but their brain is somehow processing it completely different. And I'm like, but well, it is. Are you, guys, are you guys sure your football IQs are? <laughs> at a high enough level to understand the fucking game of football. But it's not just the quarterback though. It's everything. They they, they didn't want to get they didn't want to give Hafunga a chance. They wanted to go with Tart because Tart was the proven guy that was in the system that they knew exactly what they were gonna get out of him, good and bad, and they didn't want to give the young guy the shot. 
It was well, last year when, yeah. with uh, Ambry Thomas and Deonor Lenore. He had two drafted cornerbacks. This is what everyone's been crying for for like the last four years. Kyle, get off your ass and get some damn corners in here. And what That's happened? They, they struggled a little bit, and then everyone was like, okay, well, we now need more vets. We need a, a Norman, a Kirkpatrick. And even this year, it's like... Norman, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just it's just like they always... It, like, it's impatience all over. Like, yeah. we yeah. struggled a little bit with the offensive line. We knew we had Trent Williams and nothing else. We were not sure about yeah. who the hell was going to be on the other four spots. And then we... Sh- we were like uh, wasting all that time with Daniel Brunskill at Sunner, and then we were switching guys in and switching guys out to see what their their major mm-hmm. strengths were. And, and everyone was like, "Oh well, we didn't give the the, the offensive line uh, uh, oh any real depth. We had three old pros for Jimmy last year, and then they were all like, uh, well." These guys are trash because they struggled in one freaking Houston preseason game. We have to go get vets. And then they were writing down like JC Treader and all the other guys that are so old and broken down that couldn't even give you a year, let alone a year or two. Like every time there's a hiccup or any young guy has to kind of get used to the NFL, it's always like, let's go get this guy. Let's go pay this. Let's go trade this for this proven vet that's on the free market. There's a reason that these guys are on the free market. Well, that's why, but they they get that from Kyle apparently because that's what Kyle wants. He doesn't want to Trevor trust rookies, but then the same thing with they they defend Kyle like he does nothing wrong, and it's like no, he's a fucking cuck half the time. You were trying to say something. Yeah, I was gonna say like, like going Jesus back Christ. to patience. I don't understand. People were saying that the offensive line is bad, and they're like, oh, we need to change up so much. It's yeah. good if you spent the whole off season trying to mold the offensive line like you kept it and you're like we got to trade for this guy and this guy and this guy that's just going to screw it even more because now everybody else has to learn you know with the new guys and also it just takes five six weeks it takes some time to for all these guys to gel it just got to be patient i also think it's the roster's fault because this roster is probably more Developed even than the 2019s and the 2020s oh, yeah. and all the other rosters that we've been like oh, yeah. jonesing for. I think with that, two yeah. lost Super Bowls, I think that has a lot to do with these people being like, "Well, we can't miss the window. We can't miss the window. Put, we can't miss the window." This is how bad it is. You think about it this way: you put Aaron Rodgers Don't. in our offense. As much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, you put Aaron Rodgers in our this offense. This is just talk about how how a good quarterback can change. You put Aaron Rodgers in this offense, this team goes 19-0. and 0. No, 20-0 20, 20 now with the extra game. Not even kidding. That's how good this fucking this team is. With, and you get a quarterback that actually can play the game of football and do everything you need him to do. As much as I hate him, you put a guy like Aaron Rodgers, uh, you're going to go Christian. And I hate He wouldn't. Him. He wouldn't, yes, he though. Would. He would. Aaron Rodgers is about one thing right now. Okay, it's know, about. Listen. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm talking about the the quality of quarterback. If you could, if we could get that quality of quarterback in this offense, the quality could, of quarterback. That's how good. That's with. how good. That's how good the rest of this team is. A quality hey, quarterback, I can agree nah. with. The actual person you're talking about, though, Aaron. I, I wouldn't touch that man with a ten foot pole. Yeah, I'm just you. If we could get an actual fucking quality, had a quality quarterback in this fucking, with the rest of this team, the way it's built, 
undefeated season. That's how good this team could be. I, I still have hope that Trey will prove to be that, but I, I, just, I don't like that they have completely dropped the deep threat and everything that they kind of promised us that would be allowed once Trey was made starter. So We don't need a bottom just, Miller, We just never got to see anything because of the rain game, and then Kyle just – I don't I, – I, I don't know. I've had issues with like them Kyle running him up the middle ever since the Detroit game when they kept doing that stupid, dumb thing and you were, like, ramming him like a freaking battering ram. Kyle <laughs> I don't want Kyle Rogers. seemed to, to really get behind Lance and, and, like... What was that, media? Make the call. <laughs> I was just saying one of the comments. To help him get better. Yeah. Um. Um, I think Carrie was gonna join with us. Maybe I don't know. If not, that's okay. I mean, it's an hour. I'm ready to do. I know. Call it quits here. In a <laughs> but um, other than that, uh, was there any other takeaways that you guys got from yesterday's game? Um, I mean, I no. guess the biggest one is like the first game was a fluke and. This was the real Niners. Look, no, this team is hella fucking talented, guys. No. Mm-hmm. That's but Jimmy can't, yeah, Jimmy can't be trusted. Jimmy can't be trusted. <laughs> Jimmy can't be trusted. He's gonna... <laughs> Jimmy cannot be trusted. <laughs> Jimmy no. is so... No uh, one can sequitur from complimenting the team to then insulting the team as fast as Christian does it. I'm just saying. This team has got... Probably the most talented roster in the NFL, all around. I mean, besides maybe the Bills. That's how, I mean the Bills. Are, but this team is one of the top three most talented rosters in the NFL, and we're gonna be in literally our Achilles heel is Jimmy Garoppolo. You flick his little bitch ass, and that's that's it. Yeah. Bro, just watch Russell Wilson have his best game versus us. Stop it, media! Don't speak that shit into <laughs> that's existence. That's not gonna happen. Okay, that's, so that's bad juju. Happen. Why are that's you tempting the juju? You don't tempt the juju. Our, our defense is gonna Come keep on, us in media. every game. Hold on, our defense is gonna keep us in every game. That's not gonna happen. The problem is the amount of it's sacks Jimmy. Jimmy's gonna take to the, it, that, from that D line. But the problem unless is, Kyle, unless Kyle does something to it. Hey, so those those game plans. That game plan from yesterday, when Jimmy came in, you saw those throws that were they were good, but Jimmy still has to work on his uh, accuracy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that you're not seeing that come Sunday night. We're going back to how it was last year. Okay, but yeah. I'd like not... to see Jimmy get out on a bootleg, move around, run, mm-hmm. so he cannot get fucking sacked all the time. Mm-hmm. Even when you guys are mentioning 2019 and this team uh, being so elite on defense, the, my issue is if they can't do anything on offense, it's not going to matter what our defense can do because they're going to get exhausted and injured because they're going to be over your own field too much because the offense isn't doing anything. Are you referring to when Jimmy gives us gives us his fucking Harold uh, fucking uh, five three and outs in a row? Yes, or or he's not bailed out by a penalty every so often to keep the ball rolling. And I'm talking about the misuse of, of these uh, speeders because he can't take well, advantage of them. Like I, I mentioned it with Dion on the other podcast. Like if I had my way, if they could get over the whole you know fight between Danny Gray and Jimmy Garoppolo, 
why don't we just hand the ball off like we do with Debo and just have him get yak? Like, it, it, it'd be wiser to just use the speed while you have it instead of alienating him and waiting to hope to God to sash him for next year like that, that. I think Danny Gray might now be used like though like as the jet yeah, sweeps to... and probably like the screen plays. I, I think that's how probably Kyle will use Danny Gray. That's we're, what I want to see though. We're gonna have to wait and see, but yeah. maybe maybe we can hold out hope that Jimmy does looks okay against Denver because in the second half of that game against Seattle that it was the rain did start to come down a little bit harder so but, and Jimmy is it gonna rain in Denver this week? I hope not. Hell. But it is oh, in the no. mountains. Don't jinx it. The, the what do you call it? The um, <laughs> altitude is gonna be an issue. Uh, a struggle. Well, no, Jimmy should be able to throw the ball down the field because the ball will float farther. God damn it! <laughs> it's gonna snow, huh? It's gonna rain on Wednesday and Thursday, so my. On the weekend. Hold on, let me see. Hold on, let me see the here because I'm really close. So it's only eight <laughs> hours away. Denver's Denver's only eight hours away. Only eight. All right. Well, you know, media they they're gonna forget your nickname and they're gonna blame you for the bad juju if there's actual rain again. We're gonna be the milk duck don't don't curse the juju (laughs) it might sound silly but it's a real freaking thing all right well we're gonna be ending this uh shortly here let me go over the formalities real quick if you guys haven't yet already go over to our twitch we have a twitch twitch.tv backslash very faithful podcast find us on twitter at twitter.com backslash ffpod49 Instagram.com backslash forever faithful podcast. We also have a TikTok, TikTok.com backslash forever faithful podcast. And we also are watching all the games on this app called Get Playback. So here's the website, getplayback.com backslash room backslash forever faithful podcast. So go ahead and join if you guys want to, you know, tune in and watch the game with us and just have a good time. You don't have to use the app because I don't ever use the app and it still works. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't yet already. I know those of you that are on Dion's page right now, if you guys want to go over to For a Fifth Podcast page as well and you know hit that like subscribe button, that would be real appreciated as well. We go live every, oh. every week all together. So, um, What's up, Christian? Go ahead. You know what I also forgot to mention? Though? Jimmy does play better on primetime, and it is a primetime game, so fingers crossed. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, no. What? He likes, he, no, he no, 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 no. No, he doesn't. Do you, does everyone forget week three last year? Yeah, okay, but okay, well, that's an anomaly. He's actually played most of his career on <laughs> primetime <laughs> games. He's actually played decent. He's, his best games as a Niner have been on primetime, so <laughs> let's just put it that way. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Obviously, all I right. talk shit, but I still want him to do good. Yeah, we all want him to do good so we can freaking win, you know. But um, other than that, we're going to end it here. We'll be back again this weekend for a preview show um, to go over 49ers versus Broncos Sunday Night Football. Um, So until next time, guys, go Niners. Go Niners.